133rd Psalm. See if we can glean something here. <clears throat> it's long. This psalm has long captured me. <laughs> no, it's it's as long captured me over the years. I look back at it. And always a little something else there that I see. It said, "Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity." And certainly, we can relate to that. Uh, it is pleasant thing when people can agree, and they can agree around the things of the Lord especially. And that's what's so good. Uh, we'd come up here, and and the, the thinking was the same as it was in our own church at Tomball, and it's yet that way today. I feel that we are in agreement around one thing, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. We can disagree on things of this world, how we think about things, our daily things even, but if we can center up on the Lord Jesus Christ and agree that He is truth, and we can hold on to that and grasp it and share it with one another, and it is good, it's good how pleasant it is. See, it's like the precious ointment up on the beard, up on the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments. And I think on this, and I'll go back to the Old Testament once again, and the, the uh, ointment. Uh, the Lord set the pattern. For the ointment, it was to be made out of certain spices and oils and beaten together according to the pattern that was set. And it was a holy oil, a holy anointing. When the Lord anoints, it's holy. And the ointment that was given to them also, he said, was an apothecary ointment. It was put together exactly according to the pattern. That's what we've always got to be careful of, is that we do things according to the pattern that the Lord has set forth, especially the pattern of Him Himself as He come into this world and, and brought salvation unto his people. So that ointment always is holy if it is made according to what the Lord had ordered. Also, there was a caution in that too that man shouldn't make another one like it and put it up on his body. Uh, matter of fact, uh, if the caution is severe. Uh, we see other places in the Scripture where it brought on death if they done uh, not according to the rule that the Lord has set down. Then he said in verse 3, he said, As the dew of Hermon 
And as a dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And it was upon Zion that it was commanded. And we've got to stretch that Zion out to our day. We're that Zion today. Lord has turned from the Israelite people for the most part unto the Gentile, and that's you and I. So the blessing is commanded upon the mountains of Zion on all the people that the Lord has chosen to be His own. <clears throat> Those that have received the blessing. And what was the blessing? Life forevermore. Eternal life. Eternal life. And, and we're a people that's set aside to the service of the Lord in that expansion of the gospel in the world, which is the blessing. It has come down from the Lord God Almighty. In Ephesians, the third chapter, these things are all built around the Lord Himself. <clears throat> Third chapter in verse 14, he said, And for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where, that's where we come together. There, at the mercy seat, the bowing of the knees before Him, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, and that's certainly that's, that's the key point of the whole thing of this psalm even, is rooted and grounded in love, for He loved us first, that may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ. That's the unifying point is the love of Christ. It's only true love. And the only love that we can know or have came from Christ. We can't have it outside of that. Can you imagine this world outside of the love of God? The way it would have, it would have ended long ago. Even in the beginning, in the garden, it would have ended. Adam and Eve never would have made it to the end of the garden without the love of Christ being shed upon them. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled, that you might be filled 
with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. world without end. Amen. Amen. So be it. In the Lord we can say that. So be it. But it is the love of Christ that guides us in all things that we do because He first loved us. We can love Him. Outside of them, we have no love in us. We can, we can examine ourselves, try our thoughts and our, our faith, and examine ourselves in these things. And certainly we can see that we're destitute of love outside of Him. We have to keep calling upon Him that He keeps bringing to us that same love and expands it in us. we got to grow in grace and knowledge and love of the Lord always. we got to keep on growing, growing, growing. Like the Word of God, we never can exhaust it. It is, it is always expanding. And the love of God is always expanding in the hearts of His people. And the love of God will be shed abroad in our hearts <clears throat> unto others that He is called. There's always that calling. Over on over in ver- uh, chapter 4, Therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. With all lowliness and meekness and long suffering, forbearing one another in love, in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. How good and how pleasant it is that we can have that peace. That my peace I leave with you, not like the world, <laughs> but my peace I leave with you. Endeavoring to keep the unity of a spirit in the bond of peace. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. What in unity. Being one. Be made conformable to the Lord Himself. There's one body and one spirit even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. That is the blessing that was blessed upon Zion. 
And once again, we are that sign. These things have come on us upon whom the ends of the world has come. We're in that age. A lot to, uh, to do about the last days. We're in the last days. No mystery about it. We're there. So we look unto our Lord for peace and unity in faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Hosea, second chapter of Hosea, I guess verse 18. And he said, And in that day will I make a covenant for them with the beast of the field and with the fowl of the heaven and with the creeping things and the ground. And I will break the bow and the sword and the battle out of the earth and will make them to lie down safely. And I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. And I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness. And thou shalt know the Lord. And it shall come to pass in that day I will hear, saith the Lord, and I will hear the heavens, and they shall hear the earth. And the earth shall hear the corn and the wine and the oil, and they shall hear Jezreel. And I will sow her unto me in the earth. And I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them which are not my people, Thou art my people. And they shall say, Thou art my God. This is our God. That's whom we waited for. He has come. And His love has been shed abroad in the the hearts of His people. Everywhere. It's an ever-ending love, and it has no measure. And it's forever working in the hearts of His people. (coughs) And that's what makes it so pleasant, is that we can all come together in unity and agree upon the things of the Lord, then it's all in Him. That He's all in all. He must be the all of His people. Always looking unto Him for their leadership and guidance. 
for all strength and power is in him. In the song of Solomon, <clears throat> in the song, first first chapter of song, verse 1, he said the song of songs which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for thy love is better than wine because of the sorrow of thy good ointments. Thy name is an ointment poured forth Therefore do the virgins love thee. Apothecary ointment, one that's holy, one that comes down from God out of heaven. Every good and perfect gift, that's where it comes from. By the way, you and I are anointed with the same oil if we know the Lord. But it's a precious ointment. None other like it. Can't be. Because it's not holy outside of the blessing that come upon Zion. And this is a blessing. This is an ointment. This is a pouring forth. Therefore do the virgins love. They draw me. We will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than the wine. The upright love thee. That's the only reason they're upright. They're upright. God made man that way. In his beginning, he made him upright. And he blessed him. And he put him him in a pleasant place where there was perfect unity. Wasn't even a storm yet. Not even a cloud had come up yet. It was perfect peace there. The dew come up from the ground and watered the earth. And man could just walk out and partake of all the trees of the garden except one. But we're blessed in that He did. Do you understand that also, the blessing? We're blessed in that Adam eat of the forbidden fruit. His wife did, and then Adam done. He followed her. But we're blessed in that He done that. But it wasn't by it wasn't any mystery either. The Lord had already prepared all things through the love that was be shed abroad of Christ Jesus Himself. What a blessing. <clears throat> In the fourth chapter of a song. In verse 11, I guess thy lips 
will my spouse drop as a honeycomb. Honey and milk are under thy tongue, and the smell of thy garments is like the smell of Lebanon. I think this is important here. The the anointing and the oil of anointing was a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. Uh, It not only was just went on, man, but it permeated. It permeated the garment of the priest. And it was was a, a symbol, I believe, of the love of Christ that enters the very soul of man, permeates him through and through. It runs all the way down this ointment to the garment, to the hem of it. Totally saturating it. But the smell, too. When we read of all the things that the ointment was made out of, it had a very pleasant smell. It was a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. It's amazing all the things that he put together to make this ointment. And I don't know all of them, but I know some of them that they are sweet to smell. Verse 13, he said, I, I, may, I, I may have skipped a verse. Verse 12, the garden enclosed is my sister. My spouse, a spring shut up, a fountain is sealed. Thy plants are of orchid, uh, pomegranates of pleasant fruits, camphor and spikenard and spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, and with all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, and all the chief spices, a fountain of gardens, a well of living waters and streams. From Lebanon. Then he says, Awake, O north wind, and come. Thou shalt blow upon my garden, that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into the garden and eat his pleasant fruits. So it's a love that flows all the way down to the very garment of the priest. Not because he was a priest, but because he was anointed of God the Father. And that anointing, once again, is a holy anointing. It's always that way if it comes from the Lord, because he is holy. Get back in the book of Hosea again. First chapter of the book of Hosea. In verse, I guess verse 8, Now when she had weaned Laura Hamah, she conceived and bare a son. Then said God, Call his name Lorimai. 
For ye are not my people, and I will not be your God. What a disappointing view. He'll not be your God. Let the number of the children of Israel, though, be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto thee, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Then shall the children of Edah and the children of Israel be gathered together and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. Jezreel was a valley, a very fertile valley, where the fruits grow. And that's what we see in the doing of the Lord Himself. He has planted the field in a fertile valley. And this love that we've been talking about has come upon all of His people. But even before the foundation of the world, you understand they were shed upon His people. That was a blessing. Eternal life forevermore. And through that, it was shed upon you and I. The downfall of Israel, all these things happened unto Israel for our ensample or example. And they're written to you and I upon whom the ends of the earth has come. So we are that people, sign, where the Lord has shed His love where the blessing has been to them all along. In the 14th chapter, <clears throat> I guess in verse 4, the 14th chapter, I will heal their backsliding, and I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as a dew unto Israel. Israel now, Israel. Not that old, not that old dead one over there. But this new Israel. This Israel that you and I are a family in. And I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as a lily and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread. He's going to be planted in valleys just real in the fertile ground. And His beauty shall be as the olive tree and His smell as Lebanon. There we go, that smell again. What was it? That precious ointment. It was a sweet savor unto the Lord. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine, and the scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. 
Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? I have heard him and observed him, and I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found. It's all in the Lord and in his love and his blessing undesigned. Who is wise? And he shall understand these things. Prudent, and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. And the just shall walk in them. But the transgressor shall fall therein. <clears throat> There's always that warning. Always warning. Man is without excuse. If there be any life or any blessing, if it, it's in the Lord Jesus Christ, and if man going to have it, must call upon Him. Call, call. It's not like this, I'm going to decide. It's a bowing down unto the Lord God. That's the reason we say, Lord God Almighty, He is the Almighty. There's none other. There's no other name under heaven where man must be, must be saved. In Second Corinthians, <clears throat> second chapter, Second Corinthians. In verse 14, it says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, in them that are saved, and in that are that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God speak we in Christ the anointed. How good and how pleasant it is for men to dwell together in unity. But the unity must be in the Lord Jesus Christ and in His love that He first showed us. <clears throat> 